The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. From the Dave Campbell's yeah, Texas Football Mother, Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show coming to you on a Thursday for the final time in 2018. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, making it sound good today, celebrating her 29th birthday. Happy birthday to somebody who I'm not quite sure can sing. Taylor Swift. Oh boy, don't even get me started. Can she sing? I'm gonna kick it back to you. Can she sing? No comment. <laughs> I'm just asking questions here. Well, we don't have answers. Sorry, buddy. And sitting to my right, the pretzel day to my Stanley, our West African prince. It's Ishmael Johnson. Hey, what's up? And today is a kind of our version of pretzel day. Oh, yes. Because today, oh, that's right. yeah. today is cookie day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Max, our uh, our intrepid producer. And digital director, uh, always, uh, he does not give Christmas gifts or holiday gifts. Right. Instead, he gives the same thing every year, mm-hmm. which is the gift of baked goods. Yes. And every year we get a delivery. Each of us gets a nice delivery, a nice little box full of different things. Would you like to share? There are some. There are some standards. the The gingerbread bars, which are out of control, mm-hmm. are a standard. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple that that uh, linger, but you always try to experiment. What's your What's your uh, crowning achievement this year in the cookie box? Crowning achievement this year is the honey blondie. If you haven't had it yet, it is unbelievably good. Uh, we also have uh, milk bar from New York's crack oh. crack pie is in there, which oh. is just it's crack. It's there's no other. I mean, that's the name for it. That's what it is. Got a few other treats in there, but you know those are those are the headliners this okay. year. The, the gingerbread with the cream cheese frosting. The, I mean, that's, that's, that's so a, good. It's, it's I had to one. like fight my wife over it yeah, last year. Yeah. They are very very good. My wife likes them so much that uh, she has yet again asked me to just bake a second batch that we don't have to give away. <laughs> well, right. Here's my question: What's the point in marrying you if right. you don't get that? <laughs> that's true. There are right. many other. Benefits. I was gonna say. Yeah. Today yeah. is Thursday, December 13th, 2018, 349 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 680, 680, Damon Buford's OPS. And his Lester's Texas sure. Ranger Spurs. Is that a Red Sox? Uh, maybe. I, I will look that up at some point. I always get him and uh, Damon Buford and uh, Damian Easley. Damon Buford. It's like two guys at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he played for Boston in 98, 99. How yeah. about that? Yeah. So he was an AL champion. Yeah. No. There you go. Uh, ALCS. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on today's show, we don't guys. Need to talk about that. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. Uh, our last, not our last hour-long show. We got an hour-long show on Monday, but our last Thursday spectacular uh, this today of the year. We're gonna run through the Texas high school football Cinderellas who are left standing, who are the most uh, unexpected state semifinalists. We'll get to that. Then, about twelve fifteen, we'll be joined here in a minute. We'll be joined by the head coach 
of the 6A Division II state semifinalist Beaumont Westbrook Bruins. Coach Eric Peavy will join us to talk about Laravian Elia and his awesome, awesome team uh, that are going to give Austin Westlake a big-time tussle on Saturday for a spot at AT&T Stadium. Excited uh, to talk to Coach Peavy. Then we will have the picks, my 23-minute epic poem. Uh, to Texas high school football, in which which is I, why we're late today. Which is why I, uh, <laughs> I will break and why we're going to be even later toward yeah, the end. Yeah. Uh, I will break down and pick all twenty Texas high school football state semifinalists. So pray for me. And then we will close it out with the bowl version, the bowl edition, the season finale. Free money. What if I just don't do the graphics for that? Like we'll, we'll get to free money coming up here. Well, I can just I can just end the stream before you even get it started. So the Texas High School Football State semifinals start tonight. There are now two games. One of them got moved to Friday. Yep. But the two 2A Division II semifinals are going on tonight. Yeah. Martin Falls City, uh, and then the other one is Groover and Albany. Mm -hmm. Those are going down tonight. Uh, so the semifinals are upon us. But it gave us an opportunity to kind of take, uh, take stock of where we've, where we've come from. And if you peek back through Dave Campbell's Texas Football, uh, this magazine, hello, um, you might notice that uh, perhaps there were some of these teams that uh, we didn't uh, we didn't necessarily predict to be here, buddy. Yeah. And as a result, uh, Ryan McDonald has a piece up on TexasFootball.com. Uh, I believe it's called Against the Odds, yeah. uh, the biggest Cinderella stories in Texas high school football this year. Uh, the top ten we went through based on where they were ranked in the preseason in their particular classification. Number ten is New Deal. Uh, they were 16th coming into the year in 2A Division Two or so 2A not, Division not, One. Not that crazy. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, they're surprising, but I wouldn't say yeah. like I think the only thing that's surprising is the about, right spot. Yeah, yeah. I would say the only thing that's surprising about them is that they've been so dominant. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. We expected them to be pretty good. They've obviously been better than pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that I wouldn't say they. You know, they're a Cinderella, but not necessarily one we didn't see coming. Decatur's at number nine. They're a little bit more interesting. Because they were are they were 18th in 4A Division One to start the year, but that was with Wilson Hicks, their quarterback. Mm, yeah, good point. I'll be honest. If Wilson Hicks hadn't been, if we knew Wilson Hicks was going to go straight baseball, Who knows we, where he, we probably would have dropped them into the 30s. Yeah. I'll be honest. I think so. So they are number nine. Number eight, Iowa Park. IP, IP High is uh, was number 20 to start the year. Again, kind of on that fringe of contenders mm -hmm. uh, in four in uh, in 4A Division II. Uh, but here they are still standing after winning Region 1. They get Pleasant Grove this week. Number 7, Rojo. Nobody saw Rio Hondo. Or, uh, oh, Rio Hondo. <laughs> uh, Wichita Falls Rider coming. Uh, this was a team that... Uh, you know, we thought that they would have a better draw because they got out of the Denton-Ryan district. Mm -hmm. But even then, you know, they finished the year, you know, what? What was their record at the end of the year? They have four losses or five losses? Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. I mean, they have been uh, – but they have caught fire. Their sophomore quarterback, uh, you know, uh, Rodriguez, Jacob Rodriguez, has been spectacular. So they're number seven on this list. Number six, San Antonio Wagner. This is interesting because I do believe – What's that? Five losses. Thank by you. The way. Um, San Antonio Wagner is interesting because I'm I'm opening up the magazine and I'm fairly certain we had them in a regional final. Yeah, um, we we had them. I think we had them making a good run. We uh, no, we didn't. We, did. we had them in. Uh, we had them uh, in losing to either Corpus Christi Vets or Corpus Christi Flower Bluff in the 5A Division I uh, semifinals. But in that any case, they started the year 26th. I think that, that was a, that's a team that you know we thought was going to be okay, had a chance mm -hmm. to make some noise, but we weren't really sure coming off of a bad year last year. <coughs> but the, but dropping down to 5A has certainly helped, uh, and, and Coach Bruce is doing a terrific job there. Number five, Lakey. 
Uh, this uh, this got written before they got eliminated uh, in the six-man uh, semifinals. Uh, but what a story from Lakey in their first season as an 11-man program. Um, or rather, it's a six-man program after dropping from 11-man. Uh, they make it all the way to the state semifinals. They were 1-9 a year ago. But Shannon Williams worked his magic. He was so good at Zephyr, and he's working his magic at Lakey. Uh, they started the year 29th in our computer rankings. Number four, the coach we're going to talk to in a moment, the Beaumont Westbrook Bruins, started the year 38th in 6A. So we do the top 40. So they were in it. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, no, you certainly hold them coming. Um, yeah. Beaumont Westbrook has certainly impressed us. Uh, they came out of a very, very tough district. Um, uh, they, they went, uh, But they survived and thrived, and Loravian Elia uh, has been fantastic. Same with Robert McGrew. This is a team that's really, really talented and has a chance to make it to AT&T Stadium. Number three, this is no surprise, Alvin Shadow Creek. We had them 56th in 5A Division One. Um, part that's kind of the new factor. Right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, they are when you when you're a first year varsity program. We have like no basis on which to judge you, mm-hmm. so we kind of like guess. Yeah, based on like what other coaches are saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, like we can't. We obviously we can't go and look at what your record was last year. Right. You know, we can't go and look at how many starters you're bringing back from last year because you didn't have any starters. Yeah. So. This is a. Uh, they started the year 56th in 5A Division One. Uh, they are undisputedly a Cinderella, but I do think that there's a bit of a caveat here because, like, we just didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. There's no real like way to make a reasonable guess about them. But uh, they are in a state semifinal, have a great shot. They will play Wagner uh, this week. Number two, San Saba Armadillos. <laughs> uh, San Saba. We, we've gone on and on and on. They were um, three and seven a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are coming off of two consecutive years um, before that where they were combined 1-19. and 19. Yep. 0-10, oh 1-9. and 9. I mean, 3-7. and 7. This program has Undefeated. been stuck in the mud uh, is, is an understatement. Yeah. And what Jared Fikach has done with their quarterback, Sean O'Keefe, uh, and their, their running back, Eli Salinas, has been absolutely sensational. Uh, they are the number two list. They started the year number 61 in our 2A Division One rankings. Do you know how hard that is to be ranked 61st? Yeah. That's tough. And finally, the number one Cinderella based on our preseason rankings. The Amarillo Tascosa Rebels, 141st in 6A. Bottom half of 6A, and here they are in a state semifinal. Um, What can you say about the job Ken Plunk has done? Uh, His son, Joseph Plunk, has been in complete command of this offense. King Doru, we knew, was a really good running back, but we figured, oh, it's going to be like King Doru and and not much else. But instead, they have exceeded all expectations, and they are there. I know folks in the panhandle are fired up about this team coming to AT&T Stadium with a chance at Longview to make it to an, a, a state championship game. Uh, so those are the uh, the Cinderella's uh, written about on uh, TexasFootball.com by Ryan McDonald. So be sure to check that out. Um, Ryan McDonald did a great job on that piece, so check it out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at GCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Let me read this piece of paper. <clears throat> Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up to give fans the opportunity to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2018 Whataburger Super Team. We need your help to select the 2018 Whataburger Super Team. The final ballot is up at TexasFootball.com. Voting started at early November, and now it will close at the strike of midnight on Monday, December 31st. You can vote all the way through the year, uh, and uh, make sure you vote early and often. Head to TexasFootball.com slash WhatASuperTeam to cast your vote today. Check that out. TexasFootball.com slash WhatASuperTeam. 
I want to also invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package uh, where uh, you can help support the show. If you like the show, that's one way to do it is to become a subscriber, an insider. And, and you may say, well, I need you to sell me on it, Tepper. Come on, Mike, do some work. Okay. You get two magazines, 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, they Subscribers are probably starting to get it like today. Maybe if you're closer to, so we mail them out, we print it in, in the DFW Metroplex, so if you're closer to the DFW, you may get a little bit earlier than folks in like El Paso, uh, but subscribers are starting to get it, we will drop one in the mail for you today, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019 to the class of 2022, you get that. You get a pre-order of the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas football, the magazine you know is for, the one you want, uh, pro previewing every team in the state uh, from six-man football all the way up to the Dallas Cowboys. We preview them all. How are we going to handle the XFL? Do we have to? We don't. <laughs> uh, so you get you get that. Pre-order pre for that magazine. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including... Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. We have them up right now at texasfootball.com. If you want to see what the computer thinks of all 20 Texas high school football state semifinals, you can see because there are some favor there's some considerable favorites, and then there are like six games that are like flat-out coin flips. So we're excited about that. Uh, you can see that. You get a season's worth of Tep and Step. If you want to just nerd out on the Texas High School Football State semifinals, Matt Step and I record an hour-and-a-half-long podcast uh, just going through every single game, uh, breaking them all down. It is a lot. We've, we've gotten rave reviews on it. It's Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. You get that. You also get recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete and Greg Powers. You get... Um, what else? Te Texas Football Today extras, insider interviews, all that fun stuff. All that. Everything I just mentioned for the low, low price of $19.95 for an entire year. $19.95 for an entire year. And I'll just say this for the people who are listening. We had a big meeting yesterday. Um, like uh, the big wigs were in town. We had to, like, that's the way we were dressed up. If you watched yesterday. One of the reasons, one of the things we discussed was that in 2019, the price of the insider subscription is probably going to tick up. So. Makes a great gift. Textfootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Textfootball Insider. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk hotline and bring in the head coach of the 6A Division II state semifinalist, Beaumont Westbrook Bruins. We go to the 409 to say hello uh, to Coach Eric PV. Coach, how are things in beautiful Beaumont, Texas? Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. <laughs> uh, I imagine. Uh, what is what is the vibe around the program right now? This is uh, obviously you guys had. Uh, this was a goal of you guys to to get this far, and obviously yeah. to make one more step. Up. What is the feeling around the program right now? We got a little saying here at the brook. Every day's a holiday. Every meal's a picnic, and there's a lot of love here at the brook right now. I'm telling you, man. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to go to work at this point. I tell you that. Um, you know, I want to go back to, to last week. You guys play a very game Cy Creek team, a team that I think was a lot better than maybe their record indicated. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, and you guys uh, were able to pull away from them uh, with a couple of big plays. Going in there, you know, knowing. Knowing that you guys were probably a slight favorite, but at the same time knowing what you were up against, what was your message to your kids going into that regional final game against Side Creek? Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, the problem was all the kids, you know, um, they heard everybody talking about their record and Side Creek's record, and I'm watching the film, and I'm watching them lose their five games to all playoff teams. I mean, the teams they lost to were freaking good. And at the same point, I saw their team get better each week. And their defense, I tell you, man, uh, their defense coordinator did an unbelievable job. 33, their middle linebacker is the best linebacker we've seen all year. Uh, between him and uh, number seven uh, for St. Straight Jesuit, uh, the Bush kid, those 
those two, oh, they could both play. But uh, they did a great job, great scheme. I knew they were going to try to take LaRaven from running the ball away. I knew they were going to try to take our inside run away. So we knew we needed to jump out fast. And at the same point, when you're watching film, and we got to go scout them versus Summer Creek and saw that they snapped the ball every seven to eight seconds. And then we, we people just don't do that anymore. That was a big thing that you saw about, you know, three, four years ago. Everybody was going to Oregon style, Texas Tech, fast-paced. Everybody's bringing that H back back in and slowing things down a little bit or two tight ends and they're still doing it and uh so we you know one thing we can play over here is we can play a little seven on seven so <laughs> when we saw that we knew that we needed to get some packages in some two man one man and and uh we just try to keep the noise from our kids ears as much as possible about hey they're they're not very good and you know we just all you got to do is show them the film and they realize real quick they're pretty good uh, last year, your first year there at Westbrook and, uh, yeah. you know, an, an up and down year, you guys uh, make it to the playoffs, yeah. losing, losing the first round. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously something's different this year. What yeah. is it about this year, uh, this, this year's squad that's different? Well, uh, a lot of these seniors, uh, you know, three or four of them were all, were on varsity for us as sophomores in the six, a level. When you go into a game with a bunch of sophomores on the team, um, you know, makes you nervous. We were able to go three rounds that year, but. Um, you know, and then last year we returned a lot of those guys. But, you know, when you face a team like Longview first round, I think last year was there's a lot of positive and negative. Positive is for us this year is last year got us conditioned to travel. I mean, when you were in that that Conroe district for us, every game was two and a half hours away. And that first round playoff game was a three hour and 45 minute drive for us. And uh, it was seven, seven and a half with Longview. And then I just saw our energy level kind of go down. And, and, you know, when we came back here and our travel's only hour and 15 minutes game, it feels like it's next door. So our kids uh, have really got attrition to that. And at the same point, they saw that the teams that we struggled with, you know, we're not the biggest team by any means. We're a lot smaller than a lot of teams that we face. And so we knew that uh, we always going to have speed here. That's one thing that we have. So we don't even work it. We knew that we had to get in the weight room. We had to get after it and get as strong as we physically could. And uh, we really preached on aggressiveness and get in the weight room and get on the wrestling mats and getting after there. And, and uh, every kid in our program has to run track. So that's the speed part of it. We take that away. And, and but during the period, really working on our strength side of it. Uh, last week, uh, it was really, you know, for all we talk about your offense, and I certainly want to talk about a number of your guys, it seemed like your defense really stepped up big last week yeah, uh, against yeah. the team with, with some weapons. Uh, do, you, do you get the feeling that your defense is starting to play uh, at a different level right now when it matters most? Yeah, and, and that's the big key is, is you know, uh, I think that Katie Tompkins was a type of team that a lot of people overlooked. And, oh, man, Coach McVay's done a great job over there. And, and the talent they have, that tailback they have over there is very exceptional. And their offensive line was huge. I mean, it seems like every Katie school's got the biggest offensive line in the world. I don't know where they get that many kids in one school district that can play a line. but And uh, they gave us some problems, and, and they did some things, and we didn't adjust very well to it. So our kids played the chip on their shoulder, you know, just like a normal high school kid does. And anything, they get embarrassed, they want to come out improve that they can play at a higher level and uh, I think they had a major chip on their shoulder last week so it was easy for them to get fired up for the game. We're talking with Eric Peavy the head coach of the Westbrook Bruins here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag uh, TF Today. Uh, of course there is the other side of the ball and you've got a you got a special guy taking the snaps. Uh, Larry yes, Vanellia uh, is a, a three-year starter a guy who has uh, who has really grown into this role. You know, from your perspective, I think people by now know what a superstar he is. How have you seen his game change uh, maybe in, in the time that you've been coaching him? 
Well, you know, his sophomore year, he'll tell you, he just, he really did. It was such a blur. He, he really didn't know what was going on. He just said, I'm going to take a snap and I'm either going to run it or throw it where coach told me to throw it. And uh, it worked out well for him a couple games. I mean, I think he had 700 yards and like seven touchdowns against Lufkin his sophomore year. And that's not easy to do. And, uh, and then last year as a junior, you know, there's more film study going into it, more things. We put more things on him and, uh, you know, he had some big games. And then this year he had shoulder surgery over the summer and I mean, he didn't get released to the day before two a day started. And so um, it really was a late process, you know, getting in there and finding a doctor, all that stuff. And so when he came in, his arm strength definitely wasn't where it needed to be. He was out there in a lot of the off season. And so we, we, you know, we sat him a few times and a lot of people give me heck over that stuff, but I like the two quarterback system, especially early in the year. You never know when you have to use your second one anyway. And so our junior got a lot of reps early in the year. I mean, uh, I think he ended up throwing for over a thousand yards and LeRae took some snaps and, and then we kind of hit a little bump in the road there for a couple of games where he didn't play at all. And then we were able to get him back in versus Laporte. And since then, uh, he's came back completely focused. And his arm, the biggest thing is his arms, you know, completely healed up and his arm strength is back. And when he's at full speed with his legs, it, you know, we can really stretch the field sideline to sideline and use all of our weapons. Uh, it, another another interesting thing for me about, you know, for you guys is that last week you guys go into NRG Stadium and you uh, yeah. and, and you play on, on the big stage. And I know that uh, there's a lot of programs, you know, Westbrook hasn't played at a, at a stadium like that in, in a couple no. of years. These kids haven't. Um, no. You know, how do you feel like they handled that moment, that spotlight and that stage, knowing full well that, you know, with any luck, 48 minutes from now, you guys are going to be playing on the biggest stage? Yeah, it, well, it, it was huge. You know, I think the the week before, you know, that was our second time we got to play Katie Tompkins there the week before, and uh, that, I mean that was a major part I think for us being down twenty one nothing in that game is our kids came out in that first quarter and really just didn't know how to react and so everything was going nuts and and um, you know we got down twenty one nothing they came back and we were able you know fortunate enough to win that game and uh, you know playing there again the very next week I could just tell completely. Uh, just a complete change in our kids in pregame. They understood it, and I'm looking at, you know, Side Creek at that time in pregame and noticed that they kind of had the same big eyes that we had the week before. And it's different. I mean, you could talk about all you want to, and the big saying around here is, hey, all we need here is a field and a ball. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, we don't have turf where we practice at. I mean, we pretty much practice it in the swamps over here. I've got more ant bites and mosquito scars on my legs this year when it rained 30 days in a row than I've ever had. But, um, you know, when you go out there and you get in a big stage, it doesn't matter. The kids eyes are going to get big and I think it's huge I think playing at that stadium two weeks in a row and if we have the opportunity to go and play at Cowboy Stadium I think it's a very big opportunity because it helps us out uh, we're talking with Eric Peavy of Beaumont Westbrook here on Texas Football today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF today. All right, Coach, let's move to Saturday, 4 o'clock yes, at Legacy Stadium in Katy. You guys draw uh, the Austin Wastelake Chaparrales, uh, a program with obviously a ton of pedigree, a program that in many respects needs no introduction. But uh, you guys are in it. You guys are going to have a, you know, a terrific shot to get to a state championship game. I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but when you look across the field and you see the Chaps, uh, what are you up against? Well, I mean, I, I, you could help me with this, but I'm pretty sure the last four years they've played in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, they've you know they played the state championship against North Shore. They lost to South Ranch. They lost to South Fair, but it was all in this game. And here's their fourth year in a row to play in this game. So that's all you got to know. Coach Todd Dodge, who's from this area, he's kind of a little legend around this area. Where he talks about him as a young coach. I'm, that's a guy I look up to, and a guy from Southeast Texas that hopefully one day I can, I can coach at his level. And and you know, my deal is, um, it, it, it's just our kids know. 
You know, our kids don't have to have to talk about it. I've got kids coming to, hey, coach, you know, there's like three of those, their player, former players in the NFL right now. Yeah, the <laughs> quarterbacks are pretty good. So, I mean, and so when people talk about, hey, their starters hurt, well, that doesn't mean anything. And West, you know, and, and, and West, like the, the six year olds are going through uh, quarterback training school. So uh, they're going to have another guy that can get in there and throw the ball. And, and what's really impressive is just how well their defense is playing right now. And I don't care what league you play in, what region you play in, when you have six shutouts and you have multiple games where you help people with seven that takes a lot of work i mean uh shutouts are hard to come by and uh and they do an excellent job their defensive line just plays with such aggressiveness and technique and their middle linebackers a player and and they just do things right they're very uh you know they fly to the ball and then uh you know they, you don't see very many high school teams that have like six punt formations it's like guys come on <laughs> do we really pick different ways to punt the ball but you know we're trying to get you know get ready and do what we do and, and you know the amazing thing is i don't even think it's hit our kids yet you know our you know we're talking about the coach's office our kids are just going to practice this is the 18th week we've been practicing together and our kids are just going to practice like it's another deal here's an opponent going through a scout deal i don't even think it's really hit them yet and so hopefully we can just keep going and that's the way it acts uh and finally coach i know you got a lot of work to do so we'll, we'll, we'll leave you with this um the the 409 is a um how do i put this nicely i'd say it's a city it's an area full of football crazy people Yes, um, you guys have there's a lot of passion down there uh, in yeah. the in the greater Beaumont area. Uh, you guys obviously have a big game and a, a chance to, to make some history and get back to state, get back to a state championship game. Westbrook, of course, has uh, a title under their belt. But what would what would a win on Saturday mean and a trip to AT&T Stadium mean, you think, for this community? Well, the biggest deal that over here in Southeast Texas, you, you know, year in, year out, you're going to have the Newtons of the world who have probably eight kids that could come start for us right now. I mean, they are freaking loaded. you got West Orange Stark and what Coach Thompson does over there. And you've got the smaller schools year in and year out there represented. And, and, and there's a lot of bigger schools. Like you said, there's a lot of schools in these small rural areas that play a lot of football, a lot of passionate fans. And, and I think it, it really is big for our area to say, hey, from the largest level down to the smallest level, we can still play football here in Southeast Texas. And uh, we might not be in the big cities or be anything like that, but hey, we could come out and we could play, and we don't have all the extra stuff. But our kids, uh, you know, our kids still have a passion for the game and still work their tails off, and and I think it would be a huge accomplishment for us, and, and I think it'd be a huge accomplishment for the city, and and everybody's jumped on board, so I'm excited for it. It's going down four o'clock Saturday at Legacy Stadium in Katy, a six A Division two state semifinal matchup between the Austin Westlake Chaparrales and the Beaumont Westbrook Bruins and their coach Eric PV. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on all your success so far, and go get them on Saturday. I appreciate it, man, and go Bruins. There he goes, Eric Peavy, head coach, Westbrook Bruins. I like that guy. Oh, yeah. I like that guy. Hard not to root for them. He's talking about, talk about the ant bites, talk about the mosquito bites. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It's pure Beaumont. And you get down there. there, I'm telling you, man, look. That's pure at this point, At this point, you can't lose with a crowd at AT&T Stadium in 6A Division Two. Oh, yeah. You're either going to get Tascosa or Longview. Or you're going to get Westbrook, mm-hmm. like the, the the whole Beaumont area is coming, whole 409 is coming, Arlington, yep. or Westlake. I I mean you're not gonna we're gonna have a big crowd for good, six eight division. You're getting some two. good fan bases. We're gonna have some big fan bases. But anyway, it's really exciting to see what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I, look, this is a team that that's got that's that that's ready for prime time, and they've showed it last week. Big win over Side Creek. They are now through to the state semifinals. We appreciate Coach Eric Peavy taking a little bit of time for us. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. 
talking about the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. You guys want to talk a little bit about Texan Life? Sure. Let's talk about our friends at Texan Let's do Live. It. Go for it. Um, once again, Texan Live is going to be streaming a. This is this is a medical term, so I hope I'm not talking over anybody's head. A butt ton of awesome high school football games this weekend. Uh, huge games all across the state. It starts, um, uh, you know, Friday. Martin oh. Fall City uh, that got moved to uh, to Friday. Is <sighs> that right? Go. Is that right? I thought, I thought it got moved no. up at 5 o'clock. Oh, that might have been me. That yeah. might have been me. Yeah. I was confusing with the Mason game. The Mason game got moved, yes. So Martin go. Falls City is tonight, 5 That's o'clock, um, at Georgetown That's ISD Stadium. There's that. Sorry, um, Bert. Uh, <laughs> but then Friday, huge games. East Bernard and Newton. Um, can the slot T offense of East Bernard slow down Newton? That'll be fascinating. Fort Ben Marshall and Cal Allen. Uh, I've said before, you probably could not draw up two different teams if you tried. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun at Ferris Stadium. Carthage and Liberty Hill is like, it's my game of the week, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's my game of the week. You've got a 40-game winning streak going up against that slot T offense, uh, the murder T of, of Liberty Hill. That's going to be fun. Uh, Cuero and Silsby, maybe the fastest game of the weekend. Just speed, uncut, unbridled speed. And then at the Puffield in Pufflugerville, <laughs> Grandview and Yoakum uh, in the 3A Division One state semifinal. That game's going on at 7 o'clock on TexanLive.com. You can watch tons of great games on TexanLive.com. We are all subscribers. We all go and, and watch these games. Uh, we're going to be doing that Saturday, too. We're going to be up here at the office working on the state preview. We're going to be watching North Shore Look and Travis. Look at this freaking lineup right Look at here. this. You get North Shore Ooh. and Tra- Lake Travis. Okay. Please. I will sit down and watch that. Yes, yeah. please. And you know what's great? These are actually all really well spaced out. Yeah. yeah. You get North true. Shore and Lake Travis. That's at 2 o'clock. Yeah. You get Westlake and Beaumont Westbrook. Yeah. That's at 4 o'clock. Yeah. And close it all cap. out with Wagner and Shadow Creek Let's going on at go. 6 o'clock. It's a huge week on TexanLive.com. Great work, TexanLive. Make Live. sure you go and subscribe there. It is a fascinating, fast. It's the best week, honestly, to subscribe to TexanLive.com. Because mm-hmm. if, if you want to see who you're going, if you want to get kind of a scouting report on the right. teams that you're going to see next week at AT&T Stadium, you can get that. Uh, go to TexanLive.com where you can stream all of these awesome, awesome high school football games. As we mentioned, the state semifinals are upon us tonight. They kick off, uh, I believe, at 5 o'clock is when the state yes. semifinals. We will punch another ticket to AT&T Stadium. Uh, there are 20 games scattered across the state. I, for some reason, decided to break down and pick all of them. Ugh. It only took me 23 minutes. Here are my predictions for the state semifinals on Texas Football Today. 20 games, 40 teams, 20 chances to etch your name in history. This is the Texas High School Football Semifinals. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And here we are on the cusp of the 2018 Texas high school football state championship games to be played at AT&T Stadium. Congratulations are in order to four teams who have already clinched their spot at the big dance. Follett, Strawn, McLean, and Milford will play in the six-man state championship games next Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. We can't wait to see them it's going to be very exciting. But we have 20 more tickets to punch to AT&T Stadium this week in the state semifinals. And in many ways, this is the cruelest round of the playoffs. Because if you win this game, you're playing for a title. And even if you lose there, you're remembered forever. Uh, but if you lose here in the state semifinals, in a lot of ways, you're a footnote. 
That's why this is the cruelest round of the Texas high school football playoffs. We will go through all 20 state semifinal games in this video. We will start from the smallest classification all the way up to the biggest. So let's start in Georgetown. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Georgetown ISD Stadium. It is a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Mart Panthers and the Fall City Beavers and a number of individual playmakers to keep your eye on in this one. For Fall City, it's quarterback Keyshawn Johnson, who has been outrageous all year long, a finalist for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award, and he has all the capability to put on the cape and win this game single-handedly for the Beavers. I do have some concerns, though, about the Fall City defense. They had a little bit of trouble last week containing the speed of Burton and Mart has plenty of speed to burn. Tyrick Horn, Shatidrick Bailey, they can get out and run. Just ask Munster, who is on the receiving end of a butt-kicking last week in a regional final. Mart is playing very well, but we don't know what the status of their quarterback, Kyler Martin, is. He missed last week's game against Munster with an injury. We don't know what he's going to uh, do this week. Will he be available? But really, will it matter? The way that Mart is rolling right now, I'm not sure anybody can stop them, especially their defense has been sensational. I think Mart marches to another state championship game. 6 o'clock Thursday at Sherwood Memorial Stadium in Plainview. It's the other 2A Division II state semifinal between the Groover Greyhounds and the Albany Lions. And what can you say about Albany that hasn't already been said? The Lions started the year 0-5 and, and have now rattled off nine consecutive wins, thanks in large part to what has been an emerging balanced offense. Quarterback Ben West has been excellent, and their running back Cutter Edgar is a dominant runner when he gets a little bit of space. For Groover, I mean, this team has kind of somehow flown under the radar despite being 13-1. and I mean, this team is really, really good, especially offensively. Keegan Kelp, their quarterback, has been really solid this year, and their defense is allowing just 15 points per game. Something's got to give here, and this is one of the toughest games in the state to call. For now, though, I think I ride the hot hand. I'm going to go with Albany to make it all the way, believe it or not, to AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Thursday night at Waco ISD Stadium. It's a 2A Division I state semifinal between the San Augustine Wolves and the Mason Punchers. And if you're in old school football, do I have a treat for you. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch if you're into that kind of grinding running game because both these teams have it. For San Augustine, it's quarterback TJ Thomas and it's Delmarquis Barnes and Calvorian Barnes both of whom are over 1,000 yards. T.J. Thomas over 2,000 yards on the year. They're going to grind it out on the ground. You know, Mason really impressed me last week with their win over Refurio. That's a team that had really had their number, uh, but even with losing quarterback Otto Wofford to ejection early in the year, they found a way to get through. Their running game with Clay Klerner is really starting to, to grind. This should be a really tight game that ends up coming down to who can come up with stops. In that case, I think that the advantage goes to Mason and linebacker Jake Cockerham. I think they come up with enough stops to get the punchers to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at Shotwell Stadium in Abilene. It's a 2A Division I state semifinal between the New Deal Lions and the San Saba Armadillos, a battle of unbeatens, and two teams that really haven't been challenged for the most part all year long. You know, New Deal is really riding a hot hand right now. Quarterback Jet Whitfield is on another level, and they have a receiver in DK Blaylock who is a mismatch as soon as he walks on the field. Not to mention defense is playing really well as well. You know, on the other side, San Saba is such a great story. 3-7 a year ago, 0-10 oh, two years ago. What Jared Fikach has done with the Armadillos has been impressive, and Sean O'Keefe and Eli Salinas are the real deal for this Armadillos team. What happens when both of these teams take a punch, as there are here? You know, Celeste gave San Saba a really tough run earlier this year. New Deal has not really been challenged. What happens when the Lions get socked in the mouth? Because the Armadillos are certainly going to do this. 
In the end, though, I think New Deal is the real deal, and I think the Lions are heading for AT&T Stadium. Give me New Deal. 7 o'clock Friday night at Texan Drive Stadium in Porter. It is a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Newton Eagles and the East Bernard Bramas. And I do think that this Bramas team provides a unique challenge to Newton. They run the slot T and they run it particularly well. Running back Kobe Brown and their quarterback Hunter Goudeau have been really solid for this Bramas team. And their defense has really kind of reaped the benefits of that offense keeping them fresh. Linebacker Peyton Pelliquin has been excellent for this Bramus team. But Newton is a pack of dogs with bees in their mouth, and when they bark, they shoot bees at you. They are the most dominant team in Texas high school football this year. Everywhere you look, they've got playmakers, whether it's Josh Foster, Tamasha Brown, or it's Darwin Barlow, or it's their linebacker, Jadrian McGraw. I'm just not sure anybody's standing in the way of Newton right now. As good as East Bernard is, I think Newton marches back to AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at Vernon's Lions Stadium is a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Canadian Wildcats and the Gunner Tigers. And if it feels like you've seen this movie before, it's because you have. This is the third consecutive year that these two teams meet in the state semifinals with Gunner taking the previous two iterations of the contest. And with two teams that have such an ingrained identity, it can kind of feel like this is the same game being played over and over. You know, Canadian wants to get out and throw the ball a little bit. Quarterback Cason Cavalier has been sensational. His wider receiver Garrison McCook has been the guy on the other end of his passes more often than not and I also think that this Canadian defense has taken a step forward you know Jack Ketting has stepped up for this Wildcats defense for Gunner on the other side you know what they want to do they want to run that option offense they want to get the ball uh, to their do-it-all athlete Dylan Jans who's basically never going to leave the field uh, I also think that this is a Gunner team that can throw the ball a little bit Ethan Everson has been a very solid quarterback remember that they won the state seven on seven tournament in the offseason and their defense is as good as all always led by linebacker Steel Cup. These are two coaching staffs that know each other very well. I want to see how Gunner handles the pace of Canadian. They get up and they snap the ball very, very quickly, which could be trouble for Gunner. In the end, though, I do wonder if Gunner just has a mental edge in this game, if they just have Canadian's number. I'm a believer in that. I think Gunner goes back to the state championship game. 7 o'clock Friday night at the field in Pflugerville. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Grandview Zebras and the Yoakum Bulldogs. And what I really like about the state semifinals is that you start to see these styles of different regions clash here. And that's the case here. 3A Division I Region 3, which is where Grandview is coming out of, tends to be a little bit more wide open. They like to get out and run. And that is the case in this Grandview team. Uh, the Zebras have quarterback Dane Gench and a running back in Eli Golden, both of which have been fantastic. They want to get out there and turn this game into a bit of a track meet. They might have a little bit of the speed advantage here. And Co Coach Brad Davis has done just a sensational job with the Zebras. You know, on the other side, Yoakum is a team that uh, it seems like death taxes and Bo Robinson getting his team this deep in the playoffs. The Bulldogs have been spectacular and they're a much more physical team. I think this is a team they want to hit the Zebras in the mouth. I think that's going to be the name of the game. Who can dictate the pace? Not to mention they can throw the ball a little bit. Hagen Garvin has really stepped up at the quarterback spot for Yoakum. This is one of the toughest games to call I think because the styles clash is so distinct. But for now, I think I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to go with Grandview to get to the state championship game. 4 o'clock Friday at the Ford Center in Frisco. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Brock Eagles and the Malakoff Tigers. And this is strength versus speed here. Brock is going to be the bigger, more physical team here and will have the advantage in the trenches, which could make for a big game for running back 
Zach Young, who was spectacular in their come-from-behind win last week over Shallow Water. On the other side, Malakoff is undoubtedly the faster team here, and they are getting healthier, which is very scary. RJ Carr, who suffered an injury in September, is just now back, and he looked no worse for the wear in Malakoff's big win over Atlanta last week, running for 180 yards on just 10 carries. Not to mention, Kiwi Rose is back as well for this Malakoff team. I think this game could come down to defense, but in the end, on a fast track in Frisco, I do think the team with the better speed may have the advantage. I think Malakoff's getting healthier, and I think they're starting to feel it. I think Malakoff gets to the state championship game. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy. It is a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Cuero Gobblers and the Silsby Tigers. And what's most interesting about this game is that I think finally Cuero might have met their match from a speed perspective. Cuero has basically been faster than every team they've played this year. And when you look at their roster with Jordan Whittington, Kieran Grant, you can see why. They've got bona fide burners all over the field. Well, Silsby might be just as fast. Darshawn Turk, their outstanding wide receiver, is a game breaker, and they're going to want to get him the ball out in space. Not to mention their defense is really peaking. That win last week over West Orange Stark in a driving rainstorm was really impressive, and I think served notice to the entire state that the Tigers are for real. This game is going to be very close, and I think it could be very fun. A couple of home runs hitting this one, but in the end, I think Cuero's on a mission. I think this team looks across the field, and they see a team other than West Orange Stark, and they say, this is our moment. I think Cuero marches on to the AT&T Stadium. 8 o'clock Friday at the Ford Center in Frisco. It is a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Iowa Park Hawks and the Pleasant Grove Hawks. One of these Hawks we expected to be here. The other, what? What are you doing here, Iowa Park? Aubrey Sims has pulled a rabbit out of his hat, and this team is really feeling good after their big come-from-behind win last week over Glen Rose. And I got to tell you, Trent Green, their quarterback, is playing at another level right now, and I think he could be a difference maker in this game. Well, now they get a shot at the defending 4A Division II state champion in Pleasant Grove, and we probably haven't talked enough about what a great job Josh Gibson, the coach at Pleasant Grove, has done this year. This is a team that got absolutely decimated by graduation last year, and they've just kept on trucking. Running back Bruce Garrett has been exceptional, and that defense has come up with the key stops when they need it. Not to mention, they can throw the ball a little bit. Quarterback Ben Harmon is starting to hit his stride. Iowa Park has absolutely earned their way here, and I think they got a great shot if their quarterback Trent Green can have a big game. But for now, I do think the defending champs defend their crown at AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cypher FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It's a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Carthage Bulldogs and the Liberty Hill Panthers, and we finally get this game that we've kind of had circled for quite a while. Carthage at this point needs no introduction. They are winners of two consecutive state championships. They have won 40 games in a row, the longest winning streak in the state. Scott Surratt has established himself as one of the very best coaches in the state at any level, and they've got weapons all over the place. Gunner Caps, their quarterback, has been great. Calvante Dixon, their wide receiver, not to mention that defense is really starting to flex. That win last week over Henderson was really impressive. Well, here comes Liberty Hill. And Liberty Hill runs the slot T, and they run it like maybe we've never seen before. This is a super explosive offense for a team that tends to pride itself on ground and pound. Running back Kyle Harrison has been exceptional all year long, and that defense has been a strength all year long as well. Last week against Lavernia, Liberty Hill put the ball on the ground four times. If they do that again, they will absolutely lose this game. I have no doubt about it. They have to play a clean game. But I have been on the Liberty Hill bandwagon all year long, and as crazy as it is to pick against a 40-game winning streak, I would be a coward if I hopped off the Liberty Hill bandwagon at the moment of truth. I think Liberty Hill goes to the AT&T Stadium and the 4A Division I state championship game.
Four o'clock Friday afternoon at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It is a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Waco La Vega Pirates and the Decatur Eagles. And at this point, I think you got to consider La Vega to be a bit of a buzzsaw. What they did last week to Argyle was really impressive. They are big, they are physical, they are mean, and they have playmakers. Running back John Richards has been spectacular. And their quarterback, Era Rawls, I don't think gets enough credit as well. Well, here comes Decatur, a team that finished 4-6 and six in the regular season and is here in a state semifinal. What can you say about the job that Coach Mike Fuller has done? And remember, this is a team we kind of had buried. They lost their quarterback, Wilson Hicks, before the season started because he wanted to focus on baseball. But Roman Fuller has stepped up in a big way, and they are getting playmakers all over the field. This is a game that I think if Decatur comes out there and lands the first punch, they can maybe stun La Vega. But make no mistake, the Pirates have to be considered the favorite in this one, and I think Waco La Vega goes to AT&T Stadium again next week to play for a state title. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio. It is a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes and the Corpus Christi Cal Allen Wildcats. And I don't think you could draw up two more different teams if you tried. Fort Bend Marshall, of course, has playmakers all over the field, whether it's quarterback Malik Hornsby, whether it's running back Devonna Chain, whether it's that outstanding defense, they have got dudes all over the field. And that come from behind win last week over Huntsville is really impressive. Of course, uh, we do have to wonder what is going to be their mindset after the tragedy that hit the Buffalo's family this week. Uh, we wonder where their head is going to be at. On the other side, you have Corpus Christi Cal Allen, led by the winningest coach in Texas high school football history, Phil Danaher, who is still searching for his first state championship. And this is a team that's going to do what they do. They're going to grind it out on the ground in that wing tee. A.J. Brown, their running back, has been really solid all year long, and they want to play great defense. So what happens when these styles clash? In the end, I do think that Phil Danaher is going to dial something up special, but I think Fort Bend Marshall is just the faster team, and that's the difference. I think Fort Bend Marshall wins this one and moves on to the 5A Division II state championship game. 8 o'clock Friday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Wichita Falls Ryder Raiders and the Alito Bearcats. And what a ride it's been for the Raiders. Wichita Falls Ryder is a team uh, that did not start the year very well, and yet Mark Bendel has this team peaking at the right time, thanks in large part to the sophomore quarterback, Jacob Rodriguez. He has been out of this world, and he's going to need to put on the cape this week if they're going to take down Alito. Of course, Alito is another team that basically needs no introduction. Running back Jason McClellan has been fantastic, but the real strength of this team, I think, is in their offensive line. They are big, they are bruising, and they are physical. I think that is the difference. I think they win the game in the trenches and the defense does enough. I think Alito moves on to yet another state championship game. Six o'clock Saturday night at NRG Stadium in Houston. It is a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks and the San Antonio Wagner Thunderbirds. And if you're unfamiliar with Wagner, coming out of Region 4, you should probably familiarize yourself right now because this team's a lot of fun. They are big, they are physical, and they run the ball really, really well out of the flex bone. They are going to be a unique challenge for the Shadow Creek defense. they got a couple of playmakers in LJ Butler and Carlton Black that I think are going to be able to grind it out on the ground, keep the ball away from this explosive Shadow Creek team. For Shadow Creek, the dream season continues. The inaugural varsity season for Coach Brad Butler and the Sharks has been absolutely sensational, and a lot of it has to do with their quarterback, Jamarian George. His little waterbuck quarterback is doing big, big things, and I think he's got one more big game in him. I think, unbelievably, the first-year varsity program, Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks, move on to the state championship game. 
Noon Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Highland Park Scots and the Denton Ryan Raiders. For the third time, these two teams tee it up, and Highland Park has simply had Denton Ryan's number. And, you know, this is a different Denton Ryan team. This is not the team with the big explosive offense. They have a, a really interesting offense. I think Ian Hennigan, their quarterback, has been very solid. Billy Bowman, their wide receiver as well, not to mention Drew Sanders. But for me, the strength of this Ryan team is defense, and especially their defense up front. They have not allowed a point in their last 10 quarters. That's really hard to do in the playoffs. Well, here comes Highland Park. And Highland Park pulled off a miracle last week uh, to get by John Tyler in the fourth quarter. Chandler Morris, their quarterback, has been absolutely outrageous. And you know that this team believes that they are going to win every game that they step on the field. On paper, I think Denton Ryan's a better team. I don't feel bad saying that. I think that they are the better team. But I do think that Highland Park just has their number. I think the Scots find a way again. I think Highland Park defends their crown at AT&T Stadium next week. 4 o'clock Saturday at Legacy Stadium in Katy. It's a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Beaumont-Westbrook Bruins and the Austin-Westlake Chaparrales, or what's left of them. Austin Westlake has been absolutely decimated by injuries this year, especially late. They've lost their starting quarterback, Taylor Anderson. They've lost their top two running backs. They've lost their center. Offensively, this is a shell of their former self, and yet the defense has stepped up in a huge, huge way. Last week, that was a virtuoso performance last week against Brandeis. I can't believe that they ended up shutting them out and just suffocating that Broncos team the way that they did. Well, now comes an interesting test from Beaumont Westbrook with superstar quarterback LaRavian Elia, who has absolutely put the team on their back. He has been outstanding, and their running back Robert McGrew has been outstanding, although his status is a little bit in doubt. He was nicked up last week in their regional final win. So this is strength on strength here. You've got the Beaumont Westbrook offense against this absolutely lights out Westlake defense. That's going to be fun to watch. But what happens on the other side? What happens when Beaumont Westbrook's defense, which has been pretty good, goes up against Westlake's offense, which we don't really know what we're getting from them. It's going to be a fascinating matchup to watch. In the end, I think pedigree does play a factor in this one, and I think Westlake finds a way to pull out a victory. 8 o'clock Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It is a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Amarillo Tascosa Rebels and the Longview Lobos. And what a story Tascosa has been. The pride of the Panhandle has absolutely earned their way here. They are certainly semifinal worthy. They are certainly a team to keep an eye on in this game because of their offense. Their flex bone offense is starting to hum. Running back King Doru we knew about, but their quarterback Joseph Plunk has hit another level in the playoffs. Now they go up against Longview, who was the preseason favorite to win 6A Division II, and they have looked the part. They got a scare last week against Westfield, but their defense really stepped up in a big way, and you know all about their weapons offensively. Quarterback Haynes King has been fantastic, and this outstanding running game led by Keelan Williams is going to be very hard to stop. The question here is, can Tascosa slow down Longview? That is going to be the big matchup here. For now, I know that Longview doesn't have the greatest history of getting to state championship games when they have the opportunity, like last week, but I think this is a time for redemption. I think Longview advances to the state title game. 2 o'clock Saturday at NRG Stadium in Houston. It is a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs and the Lake Travis Cavaliers. And if you like, Blue Blood's going at it. 
here you go, two blue bloods who are going to square off for a spot at AT&T Stadium. You know, Lake Travis is really, really impressive. A, a team that their offense has really started to reload. Quarterback Hudson Card, I think, is playing his best football right now. And Garrett Wilson looks fully healthy. And boy, just ask the Converse Judson if he's feeling well because he put on a show last week in their win over Judson. On the other side, North Shore has looked the part of a 6A title contender all year long, and they look like they're playing at a different level right now. Zachary Evans, their running back, and Demetrius Davis lead this offense, and the defense is starting to make plays. Uh, you saw it two weeks ago against KD, and you saw it last week against Cy Fair. What happens when these two teams square off? I think the biggest question here is what does North Shore do to counteract the outstanding individual playmaker in Garrett Wilson? I think he's going to be the best player on the field in this game. Can they contain him? And on the other side, can Lake Travis find a couple of stops against this high-powered North Shore team? This is going to be close, and I think it's going to be really fun to watch into the fourth quarter, but I like North Shore to advance to the state championship game. 4 o'clock Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It is a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Duncanville Panthers and the Allen Eagles. What more do you want from this? This is one of the great games that we're going to see in Texas high school football this year. Two teams that won their regional final games 51-7. You know, Allen scuffled a little bit in the first half, but boy, did they put the pedal to the metal in the second half against you at Midway last week. Quarterback Grant Tisdale and receiver Theo Weiss have been spectacular, and I also think that this defense, for the most part, this year has been very solid. Speaking of defense, Duncanville's defense is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. They completely overwhelmed and overmatched South Lake Carroll last week. They have playmakers all over the field defensively, and they have a quarterback who can put on the cape in Jaquindon Jackson. This is going to be the biggest test for Allen all year long, make no mistake, and I think this game could come down to the wire. But in the end, I think the pedigree matters, and Allen has a knack for coming up big in the big moment. This is the big moment, and I think Allen comes up big once again. Give me the Eagles to go back to AT&T Stadium and defend their crown. And those are the picks. Those are the 20 Texas high school football state semifinal games this weekend. And we are really excited about all of them at TexasFootball.com. So why don't you let me know what am I wrong about? Please be kind in the comments. Let me know down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2018 Texas High School Football State Championship Games at TexasFootball.com starting Monday morning. Make sure you bookmark it. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the state semifinals of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. We'll see you. You are history's greatest monster. Are we done yet? Okay, there it is. <laughs> Longest picks ever. There's the picks. My high school football predictions for the state semifinals. What day is it? Is it sem is it Thursday? Have you seen your son? I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Tony uh, Tony Blaylock wants to know why you would go on record as hating all those teams. I just I don't know. They know what they did. <laughs> we are Texas football today. We're here every. By the way, you can see that video if you missed any of the picks. You can see that video, and you want to spend another twenty-three minutes of your life just skip to, me to ramble your team. on. Fine. Uh, what I really should do is I should put like time codes in there. I'm. We, uh, get, we get the clicks. We get the views anyway. Just to you get should the time put time codes in this. <laughs> Stay for the second ad break. I am. Uh, I am. I am. I am looking forward to the analytics numbers on that video on like our YouTube page to see how many people actually sat through that. Because yeah. Boy. Yeah.
Love you. Yeah. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. One last show's time. Over, right? In 2018. No, the show's over. Let's dust it off. No, isn't it it's over? It's America's favorite segment. It's, all, it's, one it's o'clock free already. money. For your bookie. Free money. Show should be over. Our college football picks against the spread. It's bowl season. And so we've got six bowls to pick here uh, for our college football teams in the state of Texas. First and foremost, I am taking Marion Harden Baylor by 10,000 over uh, over uh, Mount, Mount Union. Union. Go crew. Um, but we have six bowl games, and there's some intrigue here. So the good thing is that I won. Um, I was correct on the Big 12 championship, which means I'm now 65, 62, and 3 on the year. What that means is I have to get two picks right. If I get two of these I six can't right, wait till this goes spectacularly If wrong. I get two of these six picks right, I will finish above five hundred. And if I get one or fewer right, I will finish below five hundred. And Max will begin the first show of two thousand and nineteen with five minutes of uninterrupted laughter. I will just set the studio on fire and let the cameras roll. So. Let's get to it. What's our first game, Max? Uh, we haven't done this in so long. I don't remember how to do it. Do we have to do it? We do. Utah State versus North Texas. Utah State without a coach. Well, they'll have one, but it's not the right one. And the New Mexico Bowl. The Mean Green, seven and a half point dog. So the thing is, on paper, Utah State's the better team. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a 10-win team. Yeah. It's a really good team coming out of the Mountain West. Um, they are particularly good offensively. This offense is big and explosive, uh, and they, uh, they they really do kind of everything well. They, they run for big plays, and they are super efficient in the passing game. Uh, the defense is fine as well. Um, on the other side, North Texas is, of course, a team that likes to throw the ball with Mason Fine in an offense. I, I think this game could be pretty pointsy, uh, which which I would, I would actually look at the over in this game and see what, what that is. But in the end, though, I think there's a the big X factor, and a lot of what bowl games come down to is like motivation. Mm-hmm. One of these teams has a coach, and the other uh, one of these teams has a coach who just spurned a lot of other offers yeah. to stay with this team. The other is going to be on an interim, as Matt Wells is now the new head coach at Texas Tech. As a result, I like the Mean Green. I'm going to take North Texas plus seven and a half in this one. I think you got to the thing with North Texas this season has been inconsistency, mm-hmm. right? Yes, they're the ones that have the coach. Uh, I believe it's Frank Mayle. Their coordinator is going to be taking over for Utah mm-hmm. State. Um, their defensive coordinator. I, you got to wonder how much of the 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 motivation factor plays with mm-hmm. that, right? Like, let's send the season off into yep. the sunset with something good. I'm taking North Texas too, but you wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised okay. if if Utah State wins this. Not be, one because we've seen North Texas. Mm-hmm. Lay an egg, um, and we've I, I could see you, Frank Mail. He's also kind of young too, so I could yeah. see him kind of firing up the team a little bit. Maybe you know, just going out there with their hairs on ha- heads on fire and just kind of playing lights out. I like it. What's next, Max? Oh, we're still doing this, man. I I tuned you guys out. That's too bad. Uh, I know where our our commenters are going to side in this one. Houston versus Army, the Armed Forces Bowl. Your Cougs against an Army team that we're kind of bagging most of the year, even though we're big fans of them here. A little bit. Uh, Three-point dogs. What's what's going on here, Tepper? Mostly because their best defensive player isn't going to play nope. against a run-first team. No, Ar- yeah, Army's, Army's, Army's uh, three-point favorite. Yeah. And um, hello. Hi. I'm 
Greg Tepper, and this is Ishmael Johnson, Hi. and we are proud members of the Munkin Hive. Yep. We love Army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love the Army football. They are like my favorite college football team. Uh, if you don't know what Army football is about, they are slow and plotting and will destroy you in the most polite, like, proud way possible. It's like a, it's like a steamroller in neutral on like a slight decline. Like, <laughs> it's just gonna uh, keep here going. Do you ever see the uh, like the Austin Powers bit where the, the guy gets no! run over by the swimmer? Like, no! <laughs> it takes like 10 minutes for him to get run over. It's 48 minutes of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a team that uh, we, they're going to do one thing and do one thing really well and that is to run the ball. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is actually a super good passing army team. Yeah. Uh, their quarterback uh, Kelvin Hopkins Jr. is one of the most efficient and explosive passers in the in the game. Uh, he is going to like if he draws back to throw, they're going to be they're going to have a chance to, to make something happen. Uh, Army is or Houston is going to be without Ed Oliver. That's why this line has moved so much. Mm-hmm. Is that they think that Ed Oliver is worth about four points in this game? Oh, and Derek King. Uh, and Derek King, King is out. That's the thing. This mm-hmm. is an uh, this is a Houston team. I think Houston at full speed is probably going to win this game. But without your starting quarterback and without your best defensive player. I'm going to lean towards Army. I'm going to take Army minus three. In the Armed Forces Bowl, too. Monk and Hive. Come on now. Yeah. Got to go Monk and Hive. What's next, Max? Uh, That's that's fine. Whatever. We're going to keep going? Yep. Oh, God. (laughs) Cal versus TCU in the only good bowl, (laughs) the Cheez-It Bowl. It's a pick I don't even know why we're doing it. (laughs) Do you... How do you feel about Cheez-Its? <laughs> I like Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its are good. I, I like Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its are, good. are solid. They're yeah. better than, what was the other one, the off-brand one that was like? Oh, uh, God. Um, cheese, cheese nips. Cheese nips. Cheese nips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cheese nips it, are trash. It might not be as good as our, as Maverick Cassidy in our comments says, as the bad boy mowers Gasparilla. Oh, bowl. my God. It's <laughs> just like. So, here's the thing, is that Cal's not very good. Um, they're, they're, real, they're real super average. This is a 7-5 and five versus 6-6 six and six, uh, game. But good uh, news, Cal, neither is TCU. But, yeah, neither is TCU. <laughs> but this is super interesting. Because one of these teams has an awesome, has a pretty good defense and yeah. a terrible offense, and one of these teams has a terrible defense and a pretty good offense. Yeah. Um, did I say the same thing twice? No, it's no probably whatever, you, whatever. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. One the most th- important part. TC has the the defense, yeah. and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. The, the offense. Cal's <laughs> offense is awful, <laughs> yeah. but their defense is actually really solid, yeah. which is going to make this a really interesting matchup. Yeah. Uh, I would bet the under on this game, um, but I'm going to be a state of Texas homer and go TCU. Yeah, TC. I, I, sure. I, got no, I got nothing else to add. That's TC. What the hell difference sure. does it make? Right. What's next, Max? We're all just ants on a rock spinning around, right? That's that, but that's like if you read the game synopsis, that's what that's. That's what the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, we're all that's, just that's, ants on a rock spinning around. That's that's the whole preview right there. That's all you need at the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, this is the this is the only bowl that really matters. The Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Woo! Proud partners of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Woo! Baylor versus Vanderbilt. Baylor, three. It's actually kind dogs. of an intriguing matchup. This is a really interesting matchup. This is gonna. I feel like this is gonna be a very ugly game to watch. Yeah, I don't think. Sure. I don't. I don't think this is gonna be very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, you know, these are two teams that that when they play well, they actually look really good. Yeah. But when they, but like that hasn't been particularly often. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanderbilt started real hot, and then and they gave Notre Dame a huge run, and then they just totally collapsed in the middle of the season uh, and then they they rattled off two straight wins over over kind of middling Tennessee and Ole Miss teams a bad Tennessee team if we're being honest uh Derek Mason a, by the way Hall of Famer stay ready coach oh yeah um <laughs> this is a uh, this is a balanced Vanderbilt attack mm-hmm. um going up against a Baylor team that you know ha- I think has finally found an identity 
I think being, you know, I think there's going to be a decent Baylor contingent there. Yeah. And more importantly, they're handing out the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year award at this uh, at this event. And uh, therefore, you have to pick the team from Texas. I'm taking Baylor um, plus three and a half. I'm going to take Vanderbilt just because I feel that defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can, they can kind of push Baylor around. I feel like that could really fluster that offense. Um, yep. And so, yeah, go okay. with the Commodores. All right. What's next, Max? Uh, the most important part of this preview, the Gator Bowl preview, is that I found the old school NC State logo. Yeah! Ah, yeah, nice. baby. I see it. NC State taking on 19 Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl. The Aggies, six and a half point favorites. So basically, like, how do you how do you believe that Texas A&M is going to handle like a whole month off? Like, I think if they had, I think yeah. the worst thing that could have happened is that they win that amazing, incredible, like. Uh, you know, LSU. classic game over LSU. And then they don't play. And they sit for a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that that's like the worst thing that could have happened to them. They're taking on an NC State team uh, that if you're unfamiliar with them, it's a team that has a, a it's pretty, they're pretty good at everything. Mm-hmm. Their offense is really good. They have a great, great quarterback in Ryan Finley and a couple of receivers uh, and Kelvin Harmon and Jacoby Myers who are going to be a problem for a secondary at Texas A&M that is... Um, that's the main reason why I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to take NC State plus six and a half. Yeah. Uh, because I wonder if that's a bad matchup for uh, for the Aggies. I think I'm I'm taking a And M. I have not I have not given them a lot of credit this year, but I think they do ride that momentum. Okay. Because I think that they're just probably the stuff that happened after the game. I think they're probably itching just to like uh, oh, get back true. to football, get back to something else. Not a bad pick. And. I mean, that, c- continuing that into the offseason, that momentum going into the next season, Aggie hype is going to be off the charts if they win this. And so I think that they're, they're going to be hungry for a win. And today. finally, Max. Oh, we're going to keep going? We're not done. Last one. Got buddy. Last, uh, I'll tell you what, hey, how about this? How about this? Last one until September. Do one more, and then we'll, we'll stop till Hopefully September. Hopefully the show will get canceled by then. Okay. Uh, the Sugar Bowl in my favorite city, New Orleans. 15, Texas, taking on five, Georgia. Texas, 12-point yeah. dogs. Yeah, mm. guys, like, Georgia's literally the best team that's not in the playoff. Yeah. Um, and this has nothing to do with, with Texas. The, the, way, the reason I'm taking Georgia plus 12, or minus 12, rather, is not has nothing to do with Texas. It has everything to do with with Georgia. Like basically, yeah. the only Georgia's super good, and they're super good kind of at everything. The only the only way that I, the the only argument I think you can make for Texas to win this game outright, not not cover, but yeah. to win this game outright, is that Tom Herman as an underdog is a dangerous, dangerous foe. Yeah, but. I think that this defense is really, really solid mm-hmm. for for Georgia. Oh, They're sure. going to be able to stymie it. Is and Tucker still the coordinator there? Or is I believe the, that's did correct. He take the, did he, I he know he took t- the job, he but I don't, it, know, I don't know if he's gone yet. Okay. Uh, but in any case, yeah. um, and then you're going to get uh, you're going to get a snootful of DeAndre Swift and Jake Fromm. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Georgia in this one as much as it pains me to say. Uh, I like Georgia minus 12 in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia in this one as well. Um I don't want uh, uh, if this if Texas covers or if Texas pulls the upset. I don't want the old uh, oh Georgia was a motivated thing to come out. Yeah, right. That's the one that always bugs me. Yeah. It's because you could see yes, you could see teams that are that are unmotivated or whatever. I don't think Georgia's one of those teams. And if Texas covers or wins, wins. Give them the credit. Like it's not, it's totally, not Georgia. Yes, absolutely, it's not Georgia. Oh, they wanted to be in the playoffs, so they don't care about this bowl. Like you're one hundred percent. If Texas stays on this field and give them the props, get run off. Yeah, give them give the props. them their props that they that they went and they went toe to toe with one of the best teams in the country. Right. So. But 
But that's a Georgia minus 12. <laughs> so those are my free money picks. I like North Texas minus 7.5 over Utah State in the New Mexico Bowl. I like Army minus 3. Uh, I'm sorry, North Texas plus 7.5. I like Army minus 3 over Houston in the Armed Forces Bowl. I like TCU over Cal in the Cheez-It Bowl in a pick em. I like Baylor plus 3.5 uh, over Vanderbilt in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. I like NC State uh, plus 6.5 uh, over Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl. And I like Georgia minus 12. Over Texas. You need two. In the Sugar Bowl. Need I need two. two to avoid the under 500. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. If there's any justice in the world, you're going over. I'm going. I'm going one for. I'm going one for five. Hey, good, bad, good news, the, Texas fans. The bad news on my end is uh, no one is. Uh, no one appreciates my wanting the show canceled. Jacob John says if the show gets canceled, there goes my insider subscription. So I'm being. Ooh. Oh. I'm being blackmailed now. Jacob apparently. John, my man. Whatever. <laughs> I always do. I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Elvin Price, I want to give a sh- him a shout-out. He's been around a lot. He gave us a shout-out. He loves the show. He hasn't gotten his magazine, and he's an insider. Elvin, subservice at TexasFootball.com. We'll take care of you, buddy. Yeah, if, yeah if it's subservice, not there today S-E-D in the mail, at this point at we're Texas probably getting – If it's definitely if it's not there in the mail tomorrow, yeah, uh, if yeah. you're a subscriber, it, it was mailed out on Monday. Yeah. Um, so we're at the kind of the, the mercy of the USPS, but I promise you, uh, you yeah. it is on its way. Yeah. Uh, David Flores says, do the 10 finalists for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year get award get tickets to the Texas Bowl game? That's because Michael Black is his son. Ah. Uh, no, but the winner will be presented with the award at halftime. So if uh, if the player wins, they will be there and presented with the I award wonder. there. Hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. Now you're, just trying, now you're just trying to get people hookups with the tickets? Yeah, I, mean, I wonder. Could we swing that maybe? I wonder if maybe. we could. I wonder if we could. That means nine guys are going to get invited to watch someone else get the trophy, too. That is true. But they get to go. That's true. I don't know. Let me um, come back tomorrow. And I will. I'm I'm going to literally ask a question to our sales guy and see if that's possible. I know we get a certain amount of tickets. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, We are T minus six days from state. Woo! Yeah, let's get excited. We are T minus eight. Eight days from the Texas Football Day t- today meetup at the state Woo! championships. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm uh, quick roll call in the comments. <gasps> who's who's going to be there Saturday morning, AT and T Stadium before the first game? So it's before Shut the up. before the 11 a.m. <laughs> kick, right? No, no, no. All three of us will be there. Issue better be there. So, so the what time? I what time do gates open? Uh, gates usually open 90 minutes before first kick, I believe, okay. and so, I believe that's basically when we'll be starting. So we want to go yeah. like 9:30 or 10. We can go. I would say based on our schedules, and I don't want to speak for you, Greg, because you're a little different. Probably a half hour before the game, we gotta. That's gotta be I a gotta hard get out. Going. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get a hard out at that point. Uh, so 10:30 is when it will end. Yeah. Where is it? Where is this thing happening? Do we know? Uh, it will probably be on the the club level concourse, uh, yeah. like in one of those big areas where there's like a lot of lounge furniture and, yeah. and nice places to sit. Uh, we will find a spot and we'll let, make sure everyone uh, knows. But uh, getting an early roll call. Good. Okay, we got a lot of guys. It's fun guys. Yeah. Come and get pictures with Ish. Yeah. Come yeah. get pictures with Ish. No. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. At like n- I'm gonna show up to the stadium at nine. Every we're day. there. We're, we're there. Rolling in around noon. That's. <laughs> Like who, second half. Who put, a, <laughs> who put a nickel in this guy all of a sudden? Uh, I'm. It's my job to be the dissenter on this show, sir. Uh, you have to earn that hat. Uh, yeah. So let's get the whole group there. Let's get the whole gang together. Let's let's take yeah, a few pictures yeah. together. Let's say hi. Let's uh, let's all talk. And and most importantly, we are to we're just over 24 hours for Mary Harden Baylor taking on Mount Union in the Stag Bowl. 
Check out Corey Hogue's preview on TexasFootball.com. It's a great preview. It's in it's in depth. It's everything Corey has been awesome about uh, doing for the small colleges this year. It's a great preview. And we will have both Shahan and Corey at the game. We'll have multiple stories from the game. So watch the game. Read our stuff on TexasFootball.com. And root for Mary Harden Baylor because it's a last Texas chance for a, st- a national championship this year. This is your number one Mary Harden Baylor crew podcast. Yes, right now. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for the final Mailback Friday of 2018 on Texas Football Today.